Hello everyone and welcome to this instalment of Burridge and Tom Rambling On. My name is Tom, and as always, I am joined by my good friend Varage. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hello, that is me. I hope you're all having a great day. Let's have a look at our topics today, shall we? We really ought to do a proper script review before <laughs> before we start these. We'll pick up stuff like that. Uh, in this episode, we will be looking at my new iPhone. Musk buys Twitter. And Apple being decidedly not very much like themselves. <laughs> Hmm. Does the motorbike really have to do that in the background? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, let's let's jump in, shall we? Yeah, it is finally here. Our regular listeners will know of the absolute nightmare I had trying to get my hands on it, but I finally am holding in my hands right now. An iPhone 13 Pro Max. Not in green or blue, though, disappointingly. Just in graphite. Which is also known as not space (laughs) grey. Although it is legitimately pretty much two shades off of what space grey used to be anyway. So, But it sounds like a different colour. Ooh. You know, it's like they could say, oh, look, we offer more, we offer different colours with this one, and it's actually just the same colour with a different name. Um, yeah, so um, I will say this thing is shiny. You can really tell that the uh, the metal edge is made of stainless steel rather than aluminium, because it's like a mirror, which is traumatising, because I don't want to see my own face. No. It's a good job the case hides it. I do love the idea of like, oh, we need to make these phones look fantastic. Realistically, the only time anyone ever sees the side of their iPhone is, or like most people don't even see the side of their own iPhone that much. It's when they take it out of the box and when people see it on like B-roll for YouTube videos and other promotional stuff. Other than that, it's hidden by the side of your case. Same for the back of the phone. And if you don't have a case, you're an idiot, quite frankly. Yeah, legit. I have... After paying £220 to replace the screen on my previous phone, anyone who doesn't have a sufficiently protective case is a moron. It's very expensive. We'll get on to how expensive the screen for one of these is in an f- upcoming segment. I have to be careful with mine because my case is really bad at the moment. Um, Uh-oh. Time to get Burridge a new case. Yeah, I definitely do need a new case, to be fair. Like, one of the corners is off completely now where I've dropped it loads of... Not the phone itself, the case. Um, <laughs> just dropped to, the phone. Uh, where Drop, kick it, your phone across the room. Yeah, it, it's bad. I think I've got one, but it's, like, just a clear sort of backing case. But I like uh, this yeah. one because it has my card holder and that, so... No, I could never, like, deal with cards in my phone. That's what I've got a wallet for. Well, just, I'm old-fashioned, I carry a wallet. It saves me a pocket, okay? <laughs> I, 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 if, if my clothes don't have massive pockets, I don't buy them, so... That's fair. Yeah, um... Anyway, back to... Back to the iPhone. Back to my iPhone, not yours. <laughs> um, I will say... The camera, bloody fantastic. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, which you'll be able to see the quality of in our upcoming video over on Burridge and Tom on YouTube. Um, not the one you're listening to now, though, that, that we yeah, have another channel. Not the channel. channel this one's posted to. To the other Burridge and Tom channel. Um, that is if we can ever get the file downloaded <laughs> to yes. edit. Yes. We're having some issues. We'll work it out. Worst comes to worst. I will, I will get the train 
down to Burridge's and we will just plug my phone in with a cable. <laughs> the old-fashioned way. One thing I will say that isn't great about this phone is the relatively small storage capacity. I have the base model of 128 gig, which is still better than the base model 64 gig on previous. If if I'd had that one, I wouldn't have been able to film the video that we filmed because the file is 40 gig. Um, so yeah, it was ha it's half full after shooting an hour of at 4K 60. Kind of makes you understand why um, organizations like Linus Media Group have such big servers if they're shooting like 12K 60. That's got to take up several space. Yeah. I think I've just found a way to get that footage, by the way, through my phone or something. Oh, good. Because um, it's a shared folder on iCloud. I may be able to sync it yeah. to my storage personally. Sync it to your phone and then yeah. transfer it with a cable or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Why does it have to be so difficult? I'll probably do it to the iPad because the iPad is 256 gig of storage. Okay, yeah, so it can better. actually handle that's, the footage better. That's a bit less bad. Um, and yeah, the only like other thing I'm still finding with the iPhone... Oh, actually, no, there's, there's two things. One of them is I'm still getting used to Face ID. Um, I still sometimes just reflexively put my thumb where the, the, the thumbprint reader was on my old phone, which was under the center of the screen. Um, which is how it is on the iPhone SE. Oh, is it? The I didn't iPhone, actually look that much is, into the, the spec. The SE does have a thumbprint scanner still. Um, does it have the... Is it still in the it's, bezel? Or? It, it's in the bezel at the bottom of the screen. Okay, yeah, so um, it's still, still like the 6... Yes, um, yes, because Jess now has a 2020 model, which has only just been discontinued, but that's fine because she's been using the original SC for years. So. The, the, the one that looked like the 4. Yes. It's amusing. We've come back around to the same design philosophy as the iPhone 4, just without a bezel for the past couple of generations of iPhones. Yeah. We're back to a brick, which I don't mind. It feels very substantial in my hands. It also weighs more than my previous phone. The other thing I'm still getting used to with iOS is that if you want to change settings, you don't do it from in the app. You go into the settings app and do it from there. Yes. Just to make my life more complicated. I can't, do, I can't change the settings in the app I'm already in. I have to go out somewhere else and change it. Why, Apple? But oh well. It's worth it for the good camera, the absolutely amazing, like... Automatic processing on images and videos completely destroys OnePlus in that, but that's no surprise because OnePlus are kind of bad now. I mean, it kind of destroys any phone, as far as I can tell, in terms of... Uh... I, I'd say the Pixel is the only phone that could really stand up against it. But Pix the Pixel is trying to be the iPhone of Android devices. So, that makes sense. Like... The camera on my Pixel 2 XL is still very good. It was actually the first phone I had that could do 4K video. Only 30 frames, but it's pretty good. Anyway, that's enough about talking about my shiny new phone. Nobody mug me, please. I will cry. Uh. <laughs> uh, actually, you know, amusingly, someone at the party I was at on Monday that was on a boat, uh, they managed to lose their our iPhone 12 over the side. No. <laughs> it's somewhere in Plymouth Harbour right now. Oh. Yeah, that was a fun conversation to have with them. 
<laughs> I, I, that's about all I remember of the conversation. I was rather intoxicated, but yeah, she was not happy. Well, I mean... There's a, there's a reason my phone never left my pocket. I was going to say, there's... Yeah. There's there's literally one picture on my phone from that night, and it's of a naval boat that we went past. Because I'm a nerd. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Let's move on to... Oh, God. To Elon Musk buying Twitter. So it seems that every time we talk about this, the story switches direction. So I wouldn't be surprised if by 8pm on Monday he sold it again, or like the board have said, actually, no. Yeah, we'll we'll get to 7pm. This episode will release on Monday in a few days' time. And and then then it'll come out, and then he'll be like, yeah, sold now. Sold Sold it to a mate. I mean, he gives us content, at least. Yeah. Just be nice to talk about something else for a change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like what the third episode now? It's been it's... it's like in a row, third episode we've spoken about this Twitter and yeah. Elon Musk. Yeah. Yeah, so after a month of back and forth, starting with Musk buying a large stake in the company, Twitter's board have agreed to the per per price share per My England is not the very good. The price today. per share that he offered. The, sh- the per share price would be the better way to phrase it. I just wrote it badly cuz yeah. Um, so they have agreed to something like $54 a share. Um, the total transaction is something like 44 billion US dollars. Pocket change. Clearly. I mean, it's, it's a lot, but, um, Musk is taking the company private. Uh, he has taken significant loans from large banks to make the purchase. Um, and, you know, one of the things that gets asked when you're asking a bank for a loan to buy a company is how are you going to make this profitable? Because after hearing how much Twitter spends on, like, development, like a dev team and research and development, uh, <laughs> kind of wonder how they make money. Because what was it, $1.2 billion? Yeah, it was R&D? quite a ridiculous amount. It was... Ridiculous. For a website that doesn't seem to have changed. Yeah. Like, they still haven't added an edit button after all these years. Which, you know, it's like, it's not as straightforward as it might seem because they've got to think about like embedded tweets on other websites and like how their, how it would interact with their API or whatever. Other terms for stuff are available. I don't know programming terms what i'm confused by is musk already has all this money anyway right so why did he take out loans no, no, he, he does it's not strictly that he has the money it's just that he's it's worth, net worth. That it's net worth right yeah so it's it's like saying or technically i have like a ridiculously low amount of money but my net worth can be higher because of the value of the things i own right. it's like your average homeowner's value, uh, like actual value, will be higher than the cash they have in hand because they own property, and property is expensive. Right, I see. So yeah, it's because he owns like Tesla and now Twitter and everything. So and the, the stupid part is, it's because he's so wealthy, he can get really low interest rate loans, and he's basically just backing these loans on the value of of Twitter as a company. But, like, because he's so wealthy, banks will be competing for his business. So he'll have, like, half a percent a year interest rate or something. Like, whereas if I wanted to get a loan for $44 billion, 
Well, you would. Uh, <laughs> my, my, my APR would be like a million and six percent. I mean, yeah, they just straight up wouldn't give me a loan for that much. But yeah, it's it's quite scary. But um, it'll be interesting to see what happens to Twitter in the near future. Um, interestingly, there there was some larger creators I noticed. Um, saying like they managed to lose like 8,000 followers in a day after the announcement of people just leaving the platform. Mm. Which, you know, I did consider, given I don't like Musk, but at the end of the day, it's still the best way to reach an audience. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was, I was talking to um, my colleague at work yesterday about like social medias. And they were like, oh, no, yeah, I don't use like, I don't really use Facebook for anything except like some niche communities. And it was like, you know, uh, it started me thinking about Twitter is the absolute best way to reach an audience for, like, notifying them of things like this. Yeah. And streams. You know, Instagram wouldn't be great for that. Instagram is basically Tumblr, but less hard to use. Tumblr is some sort of scary nightmare, but interesting. Reddit is completely useless for talking to anyone. And Facebook is a garbage fire. So Twitter is still the least bad option, no matter who owns it. Yeah. For now, anyway. For now. We'll see how it goes. I did have to laugh, though. It was like, Elon Musk was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to unban Donald Trump. And then Donald Trump's turned around and said, I wouldn't return to the platform anyway. I mean, I expect he will. You know what he's like for chatting nonsense, but. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We shall have to see, because it's still going to be subject to approval from um, the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, um, and from, actually, all of the shareholders, really. While the board might have agreed to it, all of the, like, individual shareholders, like Wall Street Bets members... um, (laughs) Yeah. That's generally... That's really the only demographic you can point at outside of board members and maybe some other, like, hedge funds and retirement funds on Wall Street. But, you know, Wall Street Bets is something good to point at that isn't a multi-billionaire sitting on the board of a company because they've got nothing better to do with their time and money. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it'll be up to all of the shareholders as to whether they will sell their shares. But uh, you, you, they can't, like, if there's a majority, they can mandate you sell the shares for a certain price. Which is interesting. I don't know. I made some money on the GameStop thing a while ago, and that's about as deep as I ever got into share trading. See, so. I'm super sad that I didn't, like, get in on that in time. Because... That, I made 150 quid. It was good. Like... like <laughs> If you got in there early enough, you could have made you you would have made oh, yeah. serious bank. Like a hundred quid would have turned into like a ridiculous amount of money. Oh, at the point I bought a hundred quid would have got, would have made you three hundred, and then you've had it. So you'd have had four hundred by the end of it. Mm. At the point I sold, I could have made another fifty quid on top of that if I'd have sold slightly earlier. But you know, yeah. you live and you learn. I stay away from all that sort of stuff, if I'm honest. I've got some long-term investments in a small company, or in a couple of small companies. But, um, you know, it's more looking towards, like, distant future things, like uh, lab-grown meat sort of things. I, I, I see promise in the industry, so I've invested a little bit of money in 
a company that does that stuff. So, you know, if it does pay out in the future, cool. I'm happy. If it doesn't, at the end of the day, I've only lost like 20 quid. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, 20 quid's 20 quid, but that's like, what, two Big Mac meals? And a McFlurry, if I'm lucky. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Um, Musk has bought Twitter. Good luck, everyone. To be fair, I'm, I'm more concerned for like minorities on Twitter. Especially um, the transgender community, because they are targeted by a lot of terrible people. Yeah. Interestingly, though, the European Union have said that um, Twitter will still have to regulate hate speech in the EU, um, or they won't be allowed to exist in the EU at all. So, and that is a that is a big market. Yeah. So that'll be fun to watch. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, we'll cover it if and when it happens. I'm sure next time we'll be saying that. I'm sure, in two weeks' time, done something else. So you know, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> All right. He's renamed the company to Twitesla, oh. <laughs> or Twitex. Oh. Anyway, let's move on to the next topic. This one is a bit of a strange one, to be honest. Like, it was announced a while ago, but I didn't hear about it back then. I've only heard about it now because the programs actually start. So in a move that really proves that we are in the meme timeline, they should not have killed that gorilla. It changed everything. But we are in the meme, you know, like the thing, Apple, really anti-right to repair. We are officially in the meme timeline because Apple have started not only selling users parts for their devices, but shipping you the tools for it as well. Oof. Legit. So, um, now as an end user, and this is the North American market only at the moment, but it will probably be coming to the UK, maybe. I don't know. I hope. It'll be really interesting to look at. But um, this only applies at the moment for, uh, like I said, the North American market for the 12 series, the 13 series, and the third gen SE. So you can't buy alt parts for older iPhones at the moment. Which, I mean, fair enough. They're not likely to have huge amounts of them lying around, are they? No, not these yeah. days. So, yeah, not only will you get sent the parts to, like, replace your knackered ones, but they will ship you tools to do it. And you can buy the tools as well. Wow. You can just buy the tools and use them. So, um, like, and we're not talking that they ship you an iFixit kit and are like, have at it, son. Like, they send you big pieces, like, I wouldn't say big, but just for context, the video I watched on this, the guy was replacing his screen and battery. They sent him 97 pounds, like weight pounds, of equipment to do the replacement. So, what's that in kilograms? Uh, hey, Siri. What's 97 pounds in kilos? 97 44 kilograms. <laughs> 44 kilos of equipment. So, he had, like, a screen press that, like, specifically presses the screen back down at a certain pressure. Um, 
like a device that you put the phone in and it heats the adhesive up so you can take the display off. It is mental. But it is exactly the same stuff that if you were to break into the back of an Apple store where they take your phone if you take it to the Genius Bar for like a screen replacement, it is the same things. Exactly. And they come in like, you know, those Pelican cases. Yeah. The really hard plastic ones. They come in those. They're not cheap. They're like a hundred. They start at a hundred pounds, basically. I was looking into someone. I was like, I cannot afford that. <laughs> um. So uh, I have some pricings here uh, for an iPhone 13 Pro Max, because you know, why not? Stupidly, it's not much more economical at all to do it this way. You do you can get a bit of a rebate for sending back certain parts through um their oh, I can't remember what it, there's like a mail in rebate basically. Oh they, you send they back don't the they have like their recycling. recycling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they they send you like a few dollars or whatever. So um so the self repair price for a battery for an iPhone 13 Pro Max is $71. Or you can take it into the Genius Bar and they'll do it for $69. Nice. nice. But why would you spend $2 more to do it yourself and potentially break your iPhone? Well, that's that's the thing. Like, out of this list, because you've done two for self-repair Genius. Yeah, well, that's the only two parts I can get pricing for on um, Apple's American website, because right. I VPNed over to America to have a look. And that's all they had listed on the website. But it's, interest- it's interesting that the battery is cheaper with them. But, but self-repairing the, the screen is, like, actually a bit more of a... Yeah. I'm wondering if they have a really low overhead on battery repair. So just for context for the listeners, self-repair of a screen on an iPhone 13 Pro Max is $311.96. Taking it into the Genius Bar is $329. I'm wondering if they have a bit more, like... Um, if they make a bit more money on the Genius Bar uh, screen repair, if they upcharge it a little, could more. it also be the time it takes to do Labor a screen part. compared to a battery? Well, no. The stupid part is because to repair the battery in this, you have to take the screen off anyway. Right. Okay. To replace any component in an iPhone, oh, you of have course to take you do. Yeah. Off. Yeah. Of course you do. Interestingly, it's quite often not the case for. Um, Android devices, a lot of them open up from the back. You yep. take the back glass off. But Apple has always been, take the screen off. So, uh, I don't know why it's more ex- it, it's the other way around for self-repair and Genius Bar for screen than it is for battery, but you know, something interesting. Um, you can also get uh, a bottom speaker for, the, for this phone for $44.45. The camera array, this is surprisingly cheap. I thought it would be way more expensive given what sensors are in the cameras. Yeah. But it's only $117.95 to um to get a full camera array. That's for the full kit as well, so it comes with the screws, new screen adhesive, the lot. Um a SIM tray is $7.20. That doesn't come with a kit though. Um, because it's literally one thing that just goes in the side of the phone. The one repair that Apple would let you do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and the other part, uh, the other component you can buy is a Taptic engine, which a full kit will cost you forty-one dollars and thirty-five cents. Um, interestingly, yeah. So if you want to buy any of these parts, you can go and have a look without entering your serial number. But to purchase, you have to enter your phone serial number. So it's not like I'm guessing they're doing that to stop um, repair shops from going on and bulk ordering like phones, uh, phone screens and stuff. But then they can probably get it cheaper elsewhere. But actually, I... oh no, wait. I think no. I remember seeing this in the video I watched about it. So at the end of the repair, you have to ring up Apple from a different device, like give them a phone call, give them the serial number of the device you've just repaired and then they'll go in there's a special mode on these phones actually called diagnostic mode it's like a side version of ios right and they can like they can sort of remote into the device and oh, okay they can grab what they can grab information from the device based on the serial number and basically pair the new components to this device's serial number because for the past two generations i think every single internal component's unique serial number has been bound to the phone serial number to make aftermarket replacements more difficult but then apple have gone and done this anyway so i'm a bit confused about what their goal is but but yeah like so say if i was in america and i smashed my phone screen to get it repaired i'd have to like I could rent all the equipment, buy the part, do the repair. Then I'd have to ring them up and get them to pair the serial number for the screen to my phone serial number. Otherwise, it won't work. Just for nightmare reasons. Uh, and you, literally all of the tools in the kit are available to rent or to purchase. So you can buy literally everything they offer for yourself. If you're like a repair shop and want to do exactly what apple does which i wonder if that means they're going to eventually make um apple certified technician status easier to get but we don't know um and now all of the service manuals all of the instructions on how to repair things are available for us mere mortals to look at <laughs> so i actually went and had a look the repair manual for the 13 Pro Max is 86 pages long. That's longer than the documentation they send you with the device. <laughs> 86 pages. Yeah, but it's all it's not it's nice and in color. So I mean, I, I imagine it's very detailed as well. Yeah, well, it's not like they're gonna. Pro I think they've written them specifically for these repairs. Mm. It's not like a proper technician's manual because that'll be like two to three hundred pages. But it's like for the repairs that are available. So out of the six repairs that you can do yourself, there's 86 pages of instruction. <laughs> I, I will go and have a proper look at this. But um, watch Snazzy Labs' video for the repair experience on an iPhone 12 mini. That's where I've sourced. That's where I found out about this. Really, I heard it mentioned on one show, and then I, I watched that video. Uh, it's a very interesting video, although. Yeah, it's it's surprising exactly what Apple will send you now. And that's us all done for main topics now. Shall we uh, 
Should we go a bit smaller? Let's go a bit smaller with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, this got out of hand again. There's a rant in here, though. Don't worry, guys. There's a rant. There's a rant. Yeah, it's, go- it's getting longer again. Um, so we can say good. We can say bye bye to the Acast app. So any users out there who listen to us on Acast, which I don't think is any. Uh, I will look while you continue. I was, I was going to say, I'm just going to whiff, I'm just going to crack out the uh, analytics a minute. But um, yeah, the mobile app for Acast is going. Um, the main reason they made it was so they could get analytic data. And now, thanks to API improvements in other platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, other podcast providers are available. Um, they don't need that anymore. They can just get the data from all of their applications. So it is going. Uh, yes, we. So our metrics here are 70. 0.73% of our downloads come from Spotify with 29 in the last 30 days. Um, other makes up another 14.63%. And that Apple Podcast is in third with 9.76%. Um, so Spotify uh, is our biggest platform, personally. Acast is not even on the list. Acast is not on our list. Um but I panicked when I read this originally when you put it in. Same. No, yeah. I, I panicked when I read the article, but then because I actually read the article. So A few episodes ago, we moved over to Acast as a platform to distribute our podcast because it just gives us more tools than um, our previous one did. And it's European-based. And it's European-based, so it works Which, better for know, us. Down the line, if monetization becomes a possibility like tax is easier to deal with we don't have to worry about european uh, american business tax laws yes exactly so america is the only country that if you leave america to like live abroad permanently you still have to pay american taxes insane it's stupid <laughs> um, yeah so, it was concerning yeah i was very concerned i was like we've just moved <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it turns out, no, this is just the app that I didn't even know existed anyway. Um, well, I knew it existed, I it but I didn't. I think I have an Acast app on my iPad, but I didn't get it for listening. I got it to log into the account and check. I don't think you can log in as a podcast on the Acast app. At least you couldn't on the Android version. I Maybe I have got it then. I don't know. I didn't really use it, to be fair. I <laughs> just... Sorry. But either way, yeah, I panicked, and it turns out we're okay. We're fine. Yeah. That's fine. On the topic of things being deleted, ah. Twitch Friends is going as a feature. Good. I, feel like I won't get any more bots DMing me. Yeah, but I don't have enough friends as is, Burge. They're getting rid of some of my friends. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I do. They seem to be feature stripping Twitch. They really do, to be fair. They are really cutting just down making on what the it service worse. offers. Yeah, because I imagine as part of what we're about to talk about here, they've also changed the revenue split for yeah. partners, and, and maybe I'm assuming affiliates will be affected by the same split. So at the moment, I believe it's a 70-30 cut. Yeah. I believe, from what I've seen from reports, it's going to 50-50. But with more emphasis on 
ad content. So yes, there is. Yeah, Twitch definitely seem to be making a lot of changes here that are not not well liked. Interesting. Uh, I wouldn't say that the Twitch friends being deleted oh, is necessarily that disliked. Partic- no, that particular one, no. But I've seen some people like, well, I use it to like find out what my friends are watching. But realistically, I've only ever done that like two or three times. Yeah. Other than that, I literally. I think I've used it like once to see who was online and that was it. I think I've used it to watch someone else's stream as well, but other than that it's just such an interesting feature to get rid of because, I mean, it's probably underutilized but it can't be costing them that much to keep it going. Well, surely it's not costing them anything, really because... It's it's costing them like a tiny bit of storage space to hold the friend database and that's it. Yeah. But I mean, whatever. Oh, it's already disappeared from mine. No, my friends. Uh, I'm, uh, not, I'm not even 100% sure. Oh, I know, it's still there. I'm, I'm logged in on the Burge and Tom account and we have no friends. Um, friends, I'm logged into mine. Friends will be removed from Twitch.tv on May 25th, 2022. Because they've also recently got rid of, which I agree with this change in fairness, they got rid of the overall view count. Yeah. Um, which I think makes sense because you should be looking it at it from really a, a stream by stream basis anyway and not a... I mean, if yeah. you want your overall view count, it's relatively easy to work out anyway. Because you could just yeah. average what your sort of maximum view count was on each stream and add it all together and there you go. So if you it wanted to do it requires a yourself, little bit of math. just requires a little bit of math, doesn't it? But yeah, no, they're making a lot of changes and it'll be interesting to see what other changes they're going to be making. Because the know, friend, the friends one doesn't affect me. Don't care. Burge, you'll stop being my friend on Twitch. Oh no! I only have five friends on Twitch. Oh no! <laughs> oh, oh, this next one. Oh, there we go. Uh, which is the next one? Oh, <laughs> yes. Sony is reportedly looking into ad-supported games, oh. as if mobile games weren't bad enough. Tony are now looking at setting up a marketplace for companies to buy ad space in free-to-play console games. So, uh, Burridge, I'm guessing you've probably never watched it, but you might have. Have you ever watched Ready Player One? Uh, I've not watched it or read it, but I know of it. Okay, so literally the main plot point in Ready Player One is um, IOI, the, the big bad company, are trying to get control of the Oasis so they can sell, and I quote, up to 80% of the user's field of vision before inducing seizures. What? I literally feel like we are living in the Ready Player One timeline. Oh, no. Because it's like, you know, the Oasis is a, it's a VR game, basically, and they're just planning to sell, like, banner ads up until you can only see like 20% of your total screen space as the game itself. I mean, obviously it's supposed to be like a satirization of how it is, but this literally feels like we're heading towards that. You know, it's like, I saw a post about it on r slash gaming or something. Someone was trying to play Microsoft Solitaire on the PC and they had a banner ad across half of it. Oh God. So Sony's literally trying to make the Microsoft free game experience on console here. Imagine playing Fortnite and then you have a you get into a gunfight and then you have a five second unskippable lad. 
Oh, God. I do wonder how, like, some games, it would, you know, you could fit banner ads on there. I'm not saying it makes sense to do it, but say you like playing free Tetris or whatever. Yeah. You know, it'd be just like playing it on a web page. But, you know, a free-to-play game, I don't know what free-to-play games there is on PlayStation. I don't own a PlayStation. But apparently Microsoft are looking at doing the same thing as well, so... I hate it with a passion. Can we please stop this? The thing is, have they not seen over the years that ad-supported content, while it makes the money... Well, no, it doesn't, doesn't. It depends. Like, ad-supported content has definitely taken a big dive in money revenue. That's, That's why ads have got so intrusive, though, is because companies are trying to make the same money without changing strategy. It's why, like, if you go on any of the, you know, like, whatever, county live or whatever oh, city, like, God. evening news or what. Apparently, Manchester Evening News is one of the worst in the UK for ads. Apparently, it's like every half a paragraph, there is a banner ad. Oh, Christ. Yeah. yeah you know, you know what, like, Somerset Live is like. Unfortunately. It is full of ads. Like, even looking at my, like, small hometown newspaper, it is bad. Hence, I don't know what's going on back there, nor do I really care. But still, it's looking like we're heading towards this in just gaming overall, and I do not like it. Speaking of bad things in gaming, Ubisoft. (laughs) 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 Who's buying Ubisoft, Burridge? We don't know. Not Tencent again, is it? (laughs) That was my worst fear. But... So we don't have any idea if anyone's actually making bids to purchase Ubisoft at this point. All we know is that private equity firm... I lost the ability to speak then. Private equity firms Blackstone Inc. and KKR and Co. have been launching studies into Ubisoft, which, you know, these studies aren't cheap. They only tend to be done when someone's looking at a viability study of a company to buy it. I don't think it would be 10 cent because i don't think they'd be looking like black they'd be using blackstone and kkr to have a look at it they'd well, probably to... use their own internal stuff well, you 10 cent to... just have their fingers in all the pies well you have to bear in mind as well that 10 cent have already tried to buy ubisoft before and failed yeah imagine ubisoft being owned by 10 cent though that would literally be the worst timeline the only way it could be worse oh no it could be ea trying to buy ubisoft oh I mean, it will be one mega turd. I mean, yes, but also that would mean Ubisoft would disappear eventually, because EA would just kill the studio. <laughs> I mean, it's an uh, is it a net positive still though? Well, oh, th- yeah, no, it is. The only reason EA is the worst gaming company in North America is because Ubisoft is French. So, and you know, I mean, I hate EA too. To be fair, and Andrew Wilson is. Ugh. He's the CEO of EA, by the way. Or the CEO chairman. He's something like that. Maybe it's Microsoft buying Ubisoft. (laughs) That would be be an insane acquisition. I mean, well... Activision Blizzard was bad enough. I mean, Activision Blizzard was an absolute insanity. Like... That came completely out of left field as well. Yeah, it did. It was like, wait, what? Like, when Microsoft were like, we're reevaluating our um 
our relationship with Activision Blizzard. I was like, I didn't think you were then just going to pay it a load of money. I took that personally. (laughs) So you know what? Screw you. Buys your buys your Activision Blizzard. But uh, yeah, so this this interest in companies purchasing Ubisoft comes after Ubisoft shares have fallen forty one percent on the Paris Stock Exchange. Good, good, good. quite frankly, I, I don't know much about the Paris Stock Exchange. Neither do I, but it sounds bad, so good. It's uh, in Paris. It's bad. No, <laughs> the French are okay. I won't go further than that. <laughs> no, I hate Ubisoft. You know. And uh, need we forget, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to use this again just to make a point that uh, Ubisoft hid all of its sexual predators in the company and saved them in one form or another, either by letting them just leave quietly or paying them off to leave or something like that or moving their department or whatever it was. So, yeah, it's strange, really, because like that came just after the the whole thing with the Yogscast. Yeah. A small YouTube company handled that better than two... Like Mega multinational corporations, game yeah. corporations, yeah. You know, both Activision and Ubisoft are terrible for it. Meanwhile, the Oxcast, a, a bunch of blokes in Bristol are like, "Yeah, cool." So anyone who's who's not good, get lost. Yep. I mean, not saying they've not still had their problems in the past, but either way. Talking of problems, <laughs> I don't know how that segues into this. <laughs> I don't know but... either. Well, it's Amazon, so, uh, I mean... That is a problem. Uh, moderately problematic. Remember, several episodes ago when I spoke about the Fallout TV series, yes. it's finally, potentially... This isn't a confirmation. This is based on some very educated guesses by some people in the, in the industry who are smarter than me. But um, it is looking like the Fallout series is to start shooting in June. So, this definitely seems like, you know, everything that Jeff Bezos has been trying to do with Amazon Prime, I'm not saying that he's directly in charge, but there has been a lot of very nerdy stuff on Amazon Prime. Like, Vox Machina. Yep. The Expanse. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. And now this with Fallout. It really feels like he's trying to make a point to all of his high school bullies who bullied him for being a nerd. Yeah. I mean, he could also just turn around and go, look at me, I'm rich as hell. Anyway. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, like, well, I don't, I'm not a fan of the bloke, but I do appreciate him making all this nerd stuff as a nerd. I will probably watch the Fallout series, but... Um, yeah, same. Yeah, it is believed to be starting in June due to um, a industry news site, I'm not really sure, uh, an organisation called Cosmic Circus, who found a job listing for a project codenamed Hondo. Uh, they were looking for stunt actors. It is likely to be believed that Project Hondo is actually the Fallout series. I think mainly, I think they're basing it off of someone who did like an interview for a position on the project of the same name, and it was looking highly likely to be it. Um, I'm not entirely sure how accurate this data is, but it's really interesting that, um, you know, when you're applying to work on a movie or, or like a TV series, a lot of it is under code name. Yeah. It's so secretive. My, it's the same with roller coasters. Um, 
I mean, it's a bit harder with roller coasters because, you know, you've got to build the bloody thing. But all of the major roller coasters at Alton Towers have been codenamed Secret Weapon whatever number order they've been in. There's a surprising amount of secrets out there. Secrety secrets. I guess it builds up hype, doesn't it? If you yeah. get like a cool code name and and like it gives the studio ultimate control in revealing like who's involved in what. Yeah. And like, oh, you know, we're filming. Like, you submit a filming planning application, and it's like for a project Honda. You're not going to have fans swarming the area because they don't know for certain like what it's called. But I think all of the Star Wars ones were sort of developed under code names. More than likely. To keep things secret. Marvel things that aren't secret. Probably is. Oh, no, yeah. Marvel's definitely filmed under codename. But yeah, things that aren't secret. Oh. Things that are blatantly obvious. Oh, I hate them so much. Mobile phone game ads. Burridge, take it away. Oh, I tweeted about this particular egregious case the other day. Case, ha, huh, funny. Um, uh, get in the bin. And it was this mobile ad. I'm not going to talk about what game it was, because... I don't remember. Um, but this guy was seemingly playing this game with some goblins and he had to like, he, he merged them all together. He said, oh no, there's, what are they sending after me? I've got four level 10 goblins or something. And then this troll thing comes out that's level 30 supposedly. And he's like, oh no, I better merge them. And then like merges them to make a level 40 goblin thing. But while he's so-called playing this game, He's literally holding up an empty phone case. You can see through the hole where the camera would be and see him still. And it's like, how is this advertising this game to me as being fun when he's not even playing the... At least make it believable to me that he might actually be playing the game. Courage. <laughs> Was it The Legend 27? The Legend 27. <laughs> That's an old meme at this oh, point. man. Jeez. <laughs> No, so it's like <sighs> mobile phone game ads are just so annoying. Also, I have, even... I have another rant to add to the end of Ooh. this podcast now because of something that just cropped up on me oh, as no. I opened Twitter. So I have a Twitter rant now as well. This is going to be long, everyone. Um, so yeah, it's like I peruse a lot of Reddit and a lot and a not healthy amount of Twitter. Zero Twitter is a healthy amount of Twitter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Anything more than that is legally unhealthy. But um, I constantly see ads for those bloody, you know, the ones I was talking about before we started, the, the ones where it's like, I'll move from side to side, and then you've got like, take away whatever or add whatever. And it's people deliberately failing in ads. It literally harks back to what became a meme a few years ago of, oh, 99% of people can't do this. And it is the easiest thing ever short sure, 99% of people can't do it if you interviewed three people and all of them were just born yeah. but, but you know an interesting statistic is that 86% of all statistics are made up <laughs> including that one <laughs> including that one oh man but and you know it's like I'm going to call out a particular game here now and it's not Raid Shadow Legends. 
Ivoni, have you seen the ads for that one where it's like they drag a thing out and then like there's lava and yeah. water and gold? I know exactly because that was the one I was going to bring up. Was it actually? It okay, was the one yeah. I was going to bring up. Yep. Literally. So you know, I thought I'm actually going to do the research on this game, and I installed it on my my not daily driver phone, the one I use for like socials and stuff. Mm. And the gameplay is absolutely nothing like the adverts. It's reminiscent of... Do you remember, like, the really... The video games in, like, the early 2010s? Yeah. Where it was, like, one of those things where you'd build a house and then you have to wait, like, three days to build, like, another house. It is literally like that, just with the other stuff that they actually have in the adverts interspersed. You can do it, like, twice a day or something. So it's literally the dumbest stuff ever. And I think there was, like, a, a slot machine mechanic involved they're basically just training everyone to gamble and the adverts are just complete lies and nothing to do with the actual gameplay whatsoever or nearly i think out of all of the video out of all of the mobile games that have been advertised to me as like an actual ad in the past like 10 years the only one that i've actually downloaded and enjoyed is Beat Star, and that's just a piano tiles ripoff, <laughs> but with actual music instead of piano. So yeah, and the thing is, it's just a rhythm game, and I know like half the songs on there, so I can just nail them no problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, I but, hate mobile. I, I don't hate mobile, mobile gaming. I hate mobile game ads, though. They are the worst. They are the thing absolutely is, like, they, ridiculous. They're the most. They're the ones that are most likely to be overly loud, overly obnoxious, and the most likely to be overtly sexual as well. Hmm. Yeah. State of survival is one that comes up a lot. Oh uh, yeah, I've seen the ads for that one on Reddit. Yeah. Um. To be fair, there, there's one advert that I do appreciate the look of. And instead of like the, the swipe from left to right nonsense for like more people. Oh no, is this a different game? <laughs> it might, uh, is there something involving zombies? It might be a different game. I, I gen, uh, the thing is, I see so many video game ad, like uh, mobile game ads that I do not know what I'm looking at anymore. But yeah. yeah, there's one of them where you swipe from side to side, but instead of adding people, it just switches what vehicle you're in to run over zombies, and one of them turns you into a combine harvester, and that's pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, if a zombie apocalypse happens, the best vehicle to have is a combine harvester, because that thing is an accident waiting to happen. <laughs> like, as someone who grew up around farm machinery, combines are scary. That's actually Do not... There's Hope. actually a GTA San Andreas mission where you end up running over a bunch of hillbillies in a combine harvester. <laughs> and it's you... actually one of the most famous levels on Happy Wheels was running away from the combine. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, it was. Oh, Happy Wheels, man. Throwback. All right. But yeah. Who else has been naughty, Tom? On the topic of naughty things, NVIDIA. <laughs> NVIDIA, shake my head. Um, so NVIDIA have been fined by the Securities and Exchange Commission for failing to accurately disclose just how much cryptocurrency mining attributed to their growth in 2018. So they had a massive spike in sales of graphics cards and 
because of like the way that the drivers work, they do a little bit of phoning home. So as long as you're connected to the internet, which you kind of have to be for cryptocurrency mining, NVIDIA will have a basic idea of what you're using your graphics card for, whether it's gaming or uh, cryptocurrency mining. And they massively underreported just how many graphics cards they sold in 2018 were used for crypto mining. Um, thing is, they didn't have to report this to the government or anyone. It's just to their own like investors, mm. and they still failed to do that. Jesus. So they got fined five point five million, which is basically like the police knocking on my door and asking for a penny. Yeah, like five point five million is a pitiful fine. You know, hand. I've got to hand it to the European Union. They are very good with fines because, um looping way back now to the twitter thing if twitter do not meet um like the anti-harassment standards of protected classes they get fined up to seven percent of their global turnover which is a lot Mm. which would then you know repeated failure would lead to ban banning the platform from the european union completely but this is delving way too much into finance and politics and i don't like either of those things really and finally, Saturday at least. Finally, finally, I opened Twitter right to get to, to 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 go to the tweet I made because I was going to find the name of the game to call it out, which What's I will do in a moment. And it gets, I get a pop up, and I, this is not the first time I've had this pop up, but the pop up now popping up reminded me that there's a pop up. Introducing NFT profile pictures. Twitter, just stop. I don't. Oh, yeah. I, I don't. Literally. I don't want a hexagonal profile picture with an image that i can just download from google anyway or just screenshot and own that way like screw off i can put any picture i want into a token maker for roll 20 and have a hexagonal picture exactly i don't i don't (laughs) i don't need all you nft bros out there that like i own this it's like no you don't also the person that lost all the money on his jack dorsey tweet uh, image that he owns apparently and none of us are worthy of it mate i've got a screenshot it anyway i've got a screenshot of my own ah courage you've just stolen that man's money and livelihood how could you oh what a shame also the name of the game in question was kingdom guard tower defense right okay this is just like a, bl- a balloons ttd riff-off. <laughs> I don't know. Some of the comments were great, though. Um, the, some of the comments in the ad were just like, wow, he's got the new iPhone Invisible. The new iPhone Invisible. To, uh, to be fair, um, there is at least two cases of a see-through phone existing. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't the Nokia 3310 one? Didn't that have like, uh, a no, see-through that, oh, wait, hold on, case? Hold on. Let me. Uh, I've literally. It's a blog post I've been working on for a long time now. Oh, um, see through technology. Spoiler content. <laughs> some it will be on taspeed.com at some point this year. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on it. For, I started writing it in a lecture because I was watching the expanse and I was thinking these phones are see through. Like why? That's like a massive security risk. And then I started doing research on it. I might finally have a conclusion for it, so it might be published soon. Ooh. But I've got to do coursework first. So That's fair. But now, I have some examples of a see-through phone written down. Because there actually was one. It was like the 3310. 
in that like the base is still physical buttons, but the actual screen was completely transparent. Like Ooh. you could see through to the back. I just need to find the folder because I've it's been so long since I've written a blog post. <laughs> Here we go. Um, do 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 do. There's already like six hundred words in here. Um, oh no, wait, it was um, it wasn't a uh, Nokia. It was a Sony Xperia, Sony Ericsson Xperia Pureness. It was like a thirty-three ten, but um, it had like a massive thick bit at the top that was just clear plastic, and it like had the screen inside of that, and it oh. was completely see-through. Sony have also filed patents for a transparent foldable phone. Interesting. So yeah. That's that's something interesting, which you can read about on tasp.com at some point. <laughs> no uh, guarantees. That is interesting. Well. But, uh, yes. And with that, that is us all done for this episode of Burge and Tom Rambling On. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, subscribe to Burge and Tom over on YouTube or follow our podcast on your favorite podcast source, not Acast anymore. Goodbye, yes. Acast app. Um, if you really like what you heard then you can support us over on Patreon if you want to get involved with the community you can join our Discord uh, and or tweet us on Twitter tweet at us on Twitter <laughs> that's a really fun sentence to say tweet at us on Twitter there's a lot of teas. the links to all of these and more are available over at BurrageandTom.com as always I have been Tom and I have been Burridge thank you so much for listening we will be back more uh, more, more time with next nonsense <laughs> next time more nonsense <laughs> <laughs> one Goodbye. day we're gonna get the outro done without <laughs> we ought to just pre-record it and then just slam it yeah, at the end that might be a way to do it next time <laughs> it's more fun if we mess it up true so... it is bloopers <laughs> anyway. goodbye, goodbye.